Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. You are here with your podcast hosts, Kevin Thole and Jim Pakonin. And we're here today to have a discussion about this thing that's called sober boredom syndrome. It is definitely a real thing. Tell me your experience with sober boredom syndrome. And then I'll tell you some, probably tell you a little few stories. Yeah, I've got some good stories. So I didn't know it was called sober boredom syndrome. And I, I don't even know if that's really a scientific phrase, but it's what I call it now. Yeah. If you're, if you're like me, so my life pretty much revolved around, you know, my addictions, which was, I was in a bar, I was in a casino, I was uh, drinking somewhere, doing all these things to where I felt like I never had any time. But once I cut all those things out, I seemed to have a lot of time. And, you know, when you're in treatment, you stay busy with classes. And then maybe when you first get out of treatment, you're busy with different meetings you're going to and things like that. But then when all of that kind of calms down, and maybe you're not going to 90 meetings in 90 days, and you're not going to IOP or whatever it is you're doing, Yeah, you realize, man, I got a lot of extra time. Right. And you start to get a little bored, or you feel a little maybe uh, maybe restless, like bored, you're not doing anything. or A little you know, bored? A little restless? Yeah, a lot bored. A lot bored, a right? Because if you think about your addiction, oftentimes Friday night comes up, and the next thing you remember, it's Sunday morning or Sunday mid-afternoon. And all that time is just wrapped up in the behaviors associated with your addiction. And for me, I was an everyday drinker. So I would wake up in the morning. My day would go by super fast because I would be drinking all day or doing drugs all day or gambling all day. And it would make the day guy go by, excuse me, it would make the day go by so fast. And I would never feel anything. I would never have to sit there. I would never realize that I didn't have a whole bunch of stuff to do. But then whenever you slow time down, you're not doing all of that. You've got all this extra time. And I think that this is one of the biggest causes of relapse where people get bored. Yep. I think a lot of times people go one of one of two ways. And my personality is I go the way of staying super busy and overcommitted and doing all kinds of stuff. I think other people may be newly in sobriety. They don't want to go out. They want to just stay home. They want to kind of relax. And I think either one can trigger this boredom syndrome right? um, where you're just all of a sudden bored. When you run out of things to do, you're bored. I remember it was a Friday night. It was about nine o'clock and my phone rang and I just, I happened to pick it up and it was somebody that had sat through a workshop in one of the recovery centers and and it's like hi this is so and so do you remember me and 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 when i do my workshops i say i you know i've, I've done workshops with, with over 30,000 people i probably will not remember you and i said no i said i do not remember you and she says oh she says that's okay cuz you said you would say that she's like it's friday night and i'm like yep she's just she almost started crying she says my my uh, my husband's not here he's working i'm bored i just want to use And we had a conversation. I said, what's going to happen if you use? 
And she told me, and literally five minutes later, she's just all of a sudden, she says, wow. She says, I don't want any of that. And I'm like, so what can you do? And there was about a 10 second pause. And all of a sudden she's like, I can do this. I can do this. I, oh, she's like, okay. She says, and it was about two minutes later. She says, I'm okay now. Yeah, I think we've talked about that before. You know, if, if you start to have those crazy feelings, calling somebody right away is key. Even like getting ahead of the boredom. I mean, I can remember, let's say six months, seven months sobriety. I wasn't in the position to go hang out with a bunch of people and go to places where there was drinking and things like that. And I can remember sitting at home and thinking, I think I've watched all of Netflix. I think I've watched every movie that I want to watch. What am I going to do? And it gives that quick instant, you know, your mind plays tricks on you and says, well, maybe one drink wouldn't hurt, or maybe you could do a little bit of this, or this made time go by faster. So I would use those opportunities to call someone, talk to someone, and then build a plan. Yes. Like I think it's important that we're talking about this. So maybe somebody that's never heard of this or understood this, or maybe you're thinking about getting sober, or maybe you've been sober just for a short time. Having a plan for when this happens is extremely important. And I think the plan can look different for a lot of different people. For me, I use fitness. You know, if I get too bored, I'll, I'll decide to go to the gym, do something like that, mm-hmm. uh, use sports, but also just use those relationships. Use my support system of calling certain people, talking to people. I'm married. I have a, a young daughter, so there's always something to do. Always, yes. uh, you know, some something, uh, some chore, or something that I probably should be doing. So really filling my time with with things that are productive and healthy, doing that. One of the things I will say to reiterate your point is to create a plan. One of the things that will have your recovery be incredibly strong is a sobriety plan. And sometimes that means on nights that you're on times, right? You're right. You were, you were a seven day a week. So it was like, this is more important for you to have everything. If there are times that you know that all of a sudden you are bored out of your gourd, that is when you list out some of the things that you can do. You may need to create a new hobby. You may need to go read. You may need to find something that will not have you get stuck in your mind. Because when we get stuck in our mind, it becomes a very, very dangerous place. Absolutely. And, and the, the hobbies that you're talking about don't always have to be some crazy big thing. You know, it can be taking a walk. It could be even things like, you know, and it's not, I get, it's not healthy to sit around and watch TV all the time, but find a show that you like something that's going to help pass the time. Cause you've got to get through these bumps and get over these mountains because Mm -hmm. over time it does get easier and it does get better and it does get more natural to where now, you know, a little over two years sober, I, I certainly don't have it figured out, but it's a lot easier to understand what I can and can't do and understand that, okay, this night I'm probably going to get bored so I can make plans, things like that. It's just the, the plan, you know, they say, you know, failing to plan is like planning to fail. These things that we don't think about, because at the beginning of sobriety, it's like, I just don't want to use. I just don't want to use. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to use. And then all of a sudden we, life catches up to us and we're like, what am I going to do? So it's not just about quitting something and stopping doing something. It's about what are we going to start doing instead of what we were doing? And it is a beautiful time to create a new hobby. I know a little over a year ago, I moved up. I now live an hour outside of a populated center on the side of a mountain, 
three quarters of a mile from a paved road. Let me tell you, there is, I, one of the things I have is a lot of time. And I have created some of the most unique hobbies. You know, and they were like, right now, the thing I'm doing is I found an access to get a bunch of uh, snowboards and skis. So I have been actually making benches out of snowboards and skis. It's, it's amazing. Last year, I got super bored. The goal was to learn how to cut down trees vertically. I have this whole pile of wood that I'm not sure what I'm going to do. Uh, yet it's I'm going to develop some sort of wood artwork. It's things like that that we would, a lot of times the thing that we're going, the new hobby is going to be something we never thought of, we never dreamed of. There are so many people. I recently, I just told you about this uh, earlier today, Jim. I recently just bought a bird feeder. Yeah. Um, and I live in, I live in, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. You know, I live pretty close to the, to the big city and all that, but I'm out in a subdivision and I have a little bit of woods behind me. And every morning when I take my walk, I hear those birds chirping and I just thought, you know what? I love when I see the birds, I think it's cool. So I bought a bird feeder and I was telling my friends and people that I work with just this morning, I was like, yeah, the bird feeder, you know, I'm a little upset. Not as many birds are there. And they said, hold on a second. You sat outside and waited for the birds to come to eat so you could watch them. And I was like, yeah, I was drinking my coffee. And I, and what's crazy is inactive addiction two and a half years ago, they would have laughed. They would have bet the house that that would be something I would never do. So it's sometimes things way outside the box that we never would have been able to do before ever. I never would have done that. And that's maybe not the best example, but other things that I'm doing different ways I'm volunteering and serving and helping people stuff. I never would have done an active addiction. Well, and I have to tell you that come springtime, I put out three bird feeder or three hummingbird feeders because up where I live, there is a lot of hummingbirds. I somewhere I have a picture with me and 42 hummingbirds and they were literally landing on my finger. Like there was so many of them and I could go out and I could move really slow. That is something that in the morning and with three of them, I have two within view and one out of view because there's always a um, like, like there's always a very dominant hummingbird who thinks that that hummingbird owns all of them. So by putting one out of view, he's always has to be moving around, which means there are these other ones that come in. For me, there is nothing more relaxing than just watching whether it's regular birds. I mean, in the last few weeks, we have three eagles and some hawks. And last Tuesday, I'm sitting looking out my window, and I'm not kidding that this hawk just drops out of a sky on a little gopher and catches it. And I, and I literally heard the thump and I look over and I want to tell you, there is something magical in the morning with a cup of coffee or a cup of tea, watching nature occur right outside. It is so peaceful. Yeah. And in active addiction, I would never even sit down for a second and breathe and, and just take it all in. Ever. Yeah. I never did that. It's cool. What also is cool, just as a side note here, is I'm here in St. Louis in the city. Jim's up in the mountains in the middle of nowhere. We're totally <laughs> different people, like totally different hobbies, totally different things no. that we do. Yet when it comes to sobriety and our recovery, there's just a unity that's just so great. We're brothers. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about this is like your hobby might sound crazy to somebody else's new hobby, but it doesn't matter. Like right. we're all trying new things. We're all doing new things. I used to be terrified of doing something that would make me look stupid. One of my favorite things about sobriety 
which is weird because you would think when I was drinking and I didn't know what was going on, I would have not cared, but I was so careful, you know, to try not to look stupid. Now I'm like, Oh, I'll try it. I'll try anything, you know? So it's kind of fun to try a new hobby. I golfed a little before I golf a little more now than I did Frisbee golf. I've done that a little bit, just random stuff that people do and they invite me and I used to say no now I say all right I'll try it yeah I don't like a lot of it but I try it I have some friends that have invited me to go play cards and I have to say growing up we never played cards I will now say that is one of the funnest activities is just to play these different card games and you want to talk about peaceful you want to talk about just literally having great conversation with somebody. It's amazing. It is a blast. There's a couple that comes up, uh, I'd say about every other weekend. And we've started taking turns cooking and creating really wonderful dinners. It's a way to really live and really experience life that is it's just, I mean, lately after dinner, you know, I, I have a, I have a fire pit now and uh, we just get to sit out around the fire pit. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say about cooking, like, you know, I never would have, I mean, cooking to me was calling dominoes or something. And now I, I'm not like a good chef or a good cook or anything, but I'll find a recipe and I'm like, you know what, I'll give it a try. And a few times when my wife was working and that night I'll try to make something. And again, this is so out of character of who I was before, who I was before. It's amazing. We get to create a whole new life. And so that's where boredom does come in and it's a real thing. Yes. But there are so many ways and so many things that we can do to try to minimize that and to know what to do when it happens. I'm going to, you know, this word, try, you're using this word, try, we're going to have to have a discussion. We'll have to talk about try. Yeah. <laughs> another. And one of the things, if you're listening to this, this sober boredom syndrome is real. It is one of the leading causes. When you get bored, your mind literally goes back to the time in your addiction that time wasn't an issue. So if you're hearing this, create a plan. Actually develop something such so that when you get bored, you know what you're going to do to keep the mind occupied. I mean, the reason that I build so much and the reason I do that is in my coaching practice, I've noticed, especially living up here, I do so much in my mind that I've got to do something. I've got to build something with the hands because, because then I've got to figure out how to put something, figure out how to make this work, how to make it look good. And that really gives me great satisfaction. Yeah, I, I agree. I I do simple things for that, like puzzles and even Legos. I played with Legos. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it was fun. And I can remember being in uh, in treatment or in rehab, whatever you want to call it. I guess it's called treatment now these days, but doing pottery in there and things like that. I made bracelets for my daughter. I mean, there's just the, 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 the opportunities are endless and don't have a bunch of money to do a lot of these things. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's something that we can simply do. Yeah. And like you said, taking a walk, you said that earlier, you can go out, you can now go out, take a walk this morning in the background of when we were talking, I could hear all those birds and it just sounded so beautiful. So you've been listening to Sobriety Elevated, and today we've talked about sober boredom syndrome. 
We want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, subscribe. And if you're on Facebook, please join our Sobriety Elevated podcast group. And if you have a suggestion of what you'd like us to talk about, please put that there. And um, we'd like to thank you for being here. And we will see you in our next episode. Talk to you very soon. Have a good day. Okay, create a great one.